Hi everyone, welcome to Free Devs and a Maybe. Uh, this is our podcast series for um, PHP enthusiasts, uh, starting off with beginner level and, and people who don't know anything about PHP whatsoever. Uh, we're going to work our way up. So uh, as usual, I am joined by my three brilliant colleagues, Ed Mann, Lewis Keynes and Fraser Hart. Um, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Word. <laughs> and always no, I can't pull that off can I <laughs> you're too gangster for it mate yeah <laughs> uh, so let's see uh, Lou how's your week been how's my week been yeah uh, um, evening all by the way um, yeah my week's not been too bad um, not a massive amount to report really just still working on uh, on the same website that I've been working on for um, for this electrical company Um but it's kind of it's starting to shape up now. I'm certainly um, certainly a good chunk of the way through it, and uh, the the framework is kind of panning out the way that I've wanted it to pan out, which is nice. Um, I've been building a lot of sort of uh, command line programs to generate boilerplate code and stuff, so I can make things nice and quickly, and that's going well. Um, so yeah, I can't really complain. Um, one one thing I actually I'll, I'll speak about this when we get to the plugin soon. There was one thing that I was going to a podcast that I listened to today, but I'll discuss that in due course. Cool. Uh, one question, sorry, sorry, mate. Uh, one question, Lou, is how is it going? Like, have, are you have enough time to actually play around with the framework side of it, or is it really just get the job done? Because I know you had you were quite tight on deadlines. It's it's uh, some and some, to be honest. Um, the bits that I can do in detail, I am doing in detail, and the bits that I can kind of get away with for the project. Are you going to um, write notes down? Are you writing notes and just stuff to do? I'm sure you've got a massive to do list. Oh That's yeah, there, there's, yeah. Com- there's comments. That's the there's deadline. A lot- yeah, it's sometimes it feels like the code's getting away from you a bit, but I'm tr- yeah, I keep I try and spend like forty five minutes a day just making sure I've commented everything that I've done and stuff, and I know where it all is. But um, there's uh, there's there's a lot of stuff stored in databases, there's a lot of stuff stored in arrays at the moment. So um, hopefully by the end of the project, I'll be able to get it all consolidated nicely. But um, yeah, I haven't managed to tie it all in together just yet. Okay, cool man. Yeah. Oh, I've lost sound. Oh, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, ah, there you go. So, apology. Yeah. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, Fraser, how's your week, man? Uh, yeah, it's been good, thank you, mate. Um, just trying to think what I've been working on. Not not a hugely exciting one in terms of in terms of work and what have you. But I've been working on the same project again that I've, I've been working <laughs> on for I don't know maybe six months now. Um, it's kind of drawing towards the end, so I kind of <laughs> I had one of these. Okay, I'm getting to the end of the project, so I should probably test it in IE. And I found two pretty major major things that, that weren't working with it. So I had a bit of a heart attack. Um, so I've written a couple of blog posts on how I managed to solve those. Basically, it turns out that PHP sessions don't work with IE um, when there's an underscore in the yeah. URL. I saw um, that tweet about that. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, blog post. What the hell is that about? That's crazy. Was, I didn't have a clue. Like basically, <laughs> I fired up, uh, fired up IE to test the test this project in. Tried to log in, and then it wouldn't let me. In. I was like, oh crap, I put the wrong password in. So I like, sat there and and kind of like slowly pressed the keys one after another after I'd been sitting there doing it for a couple of minutes trying to get the password right. And I was like, no, there's something like fundamentally not wrong. It's not letting me log in, and. All I could, basically, from a, a lot of investigation and, and playing around and, and wasting a lot of time, it turned out that the reason for that was because there was underscores in my dev environment's URL. Um, and then, yeah, I basically renamed the, the dev environment without the underscores, and it was working fine after that. So it was a, a bit of a pain, to be honest with you, but it, it worked out right in the end. Um, and the other thing was this project that I'm working on, the, the same project, um, it uses an iframe to pull in a, like a, a web view. 
Um, and then it turns out that the jQuery doesn't work within the iframe within that page. So that was another kind of thing of, of having to struggle and, and work out what was going on. But I managed to get around that by linking to to the jQuery the jQuery library locally rather than running it from the CDN. That's um, so another yeah. crazy thing. So is that an iframe security type issue? I, re- I, I can't work out the reason behind it. All I could really work out was that it, yeah, it now works. It works and, now. And yeah. I, know, I, do and I don't know it what works. the reason is behind it's it, but it does. So I'm going to kind of keep my head it's down and, and pretend it didn't happen. I just can't believe the underscore. That's such a strange bug. And I'm surprised it's, it's that we bizarre. haven't already... I mean, you can see why they... Or you, you can't really see why, why it does it, but it's in its defense. Like underscores are, are not permitted characters within URLs, but... But yeah, like for for something like that to break it, I can't think why that would, unless it's something they've just neglected to put in, rather than something they've they've actively disabled. I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I had another uh, thing go weird with IE. Um, this was going back a couple of months ago, probably if not longer. But have you guys ever noticed that if you you know console log when you're using like jQuery to to test jQuery co- uh, JavaScript code in your console, um, if you leave that. As it is, and you don't comment it out or delete it, then yeah. then functions don't work in IE eight or seven. Yeah, it's I've f- had that problem. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is another annoying one. Because doesn't uh, I know that Paul Irish made like a wrapper console log wrapper that kind of fixed that. That's right. Yeah, I didn't it. even yeah. know it was a problem though. And to- <laughs> oh, it's crazy, isn't it? It's a crazy one though because you think, oh, I can use console log everywhere. No, not in the web game. There's another one as well. I think it's like window.location.href. Um, is that? Different. I, I think it's one of those in IE seven. It just it throws all the toys out the pram. Yes, lovely. That's yeah. just what you want. Just what you want. Yeah, nightmare. But these are the kind of things you you only learn over time, don't you? You pick them yeah, up. Well, so. exactly. Trial and error, and it's when you start reading your blog post phrase. You know, it's like well, you're deving in. You know, you select few browsers. You're not yep. always going to be every refresh. Go. Oh, now I need to load up an IE seven instance or something. Yep. Then Completely. you get to it, and you're like, ah, oh, oh dear. There could be a really quick fix to this, or yeah. I could, you know, or there may be a whole rewrite, and I really hope it's the full. Absolutely, or, or a hack. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm <laughs> As it most likely goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of these things, like, it's always in the back it. of your mind, like, oh, yeah, I should probably be testing this in IE, and, like, every time you, you do a bit of new functionality, you're like, oh, no, I'll leave it till the next bit of functionality, and worry about it then. And then, uh, yeah, you, you leave, up, it? in my experience, yeah, you leave it till, till right before the project needs to go live, and then, uh, yeah, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, I know it's a PHP podcast, so I'll keep it brief, but uh, how's the uh, the rowing training going? It's going really good. Um, I, I was actually on, on Real Radio talking about it the other day. I'm not sure if you heard, heard oh, that. Oh, I saw a link. I oh. missed it. I meant to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, I was on, uh, on KMFM on, uh, really? on, KM- on Saturday morning, yeah, That's on the crazy. new slot. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Have they got a podcast out like for us to... A podcast? Oh, no, so but we I can put listen up back on, to the show, if you go onto the, the Facebook page, or if you go, no, if you go onto the Pacific Rowers website... Um, Bit of a plug, PacificRowers.com. <laughs> um, if you go to the the press stroke media section, we've it's the second the second radio interview down. Sweet, did it go well? Uh, it went all right. Yeah, um, I kind of I said basically a lot as oh, as, basically. as from listening to this, I kind of realised I do. Like, it's, like um, oh, um, it's the um, yeah, the ums yeah. and ahs. That's what, yeah, I, I yeah, but no, it was it was quite good. The, like the interview went on for about ten minutes. It was pre-recorded, and then they sliced it up and they played it over six different news segments between like eight o'clock in the morning and. That's and one in the afternoon. Man. So yeah, that was my my first foray into into actual real radio. Did they do like with a uh, presty, you know, and just muddle up your words, you know, make you think, think you're saying something that you don't? Yeah, know. Absolutely. Well, there was you know, one celebrity. bit where they did that. Yeah, like there was a bit where I was talking about like plastic in the ocean because the the kind of the cause that we're 
that we're raising awareness of by doing the row is, is raising awareness of basically like plastic pollution in, in the world's oceans and stuff. And, and I, I was saying one bit where I was saying, oh, yeah, there's this, there's, there's this kind of like this whirlpool of, of broken down plastic. And it's not as you'd expect, like plastic bags and bottles. Um, it's like microscopic particles that go, that fish eat and all, all this kind of stuff, but they cut it up. So, so wow. it gone from being, it's not like you'd expect it to be with like plastic bags and bottles to basically it's ba- plastic bags and bottles. <laughs> only plastic bags and only bottles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But fair play, no, it worked out, right? We didn't get a single hit off the website off the back of it, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you right. did, because I'm on it now. Wait. Oh, really? Boom. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that leaves us with... Ed, the player man, how's your uh, yeah, your week been? I haven't done that in a while. That's a lovely <laughs> nickname to have. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. really well, man, yeah. Similar to last week, really. Just, yeah, getting on with the freelance stuff and being able to do a bit more blogging in my free time. Um, what happened this week? Uh, I, I I don't know if you lot had a chance to check out my, my blog post on static f- facades and that IOC container for Laravel goodness. All those buzzwords, you know, put them in there. I had a little read. I did, yeah. Did you enjoy? Did it make sense? Did I at all try and put the point across in a non-Laravel confusing term? Um, you did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got to be honest, um, inversion of control isn't something I was really up to um, date with. I didn't know anything about it, really. Uh, so I read your article and I read something on Wikipedia. Um, but yeah, it was quite interesting, actually. Yeah, pretty good. I think they like the slogan you have for IOC is something like, it's like if you go for like an an acting audition, it's you know don't call us, we'll call you. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. That is a great way of wording it as well. Like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought it was it was a good post actually. Um, it was also I don't know if you guys saw if you've read .dotnet magazine this week, but um, I don't want to keep banging on about Laravel and stuff. But uh, Jeffrey Way um, he had an article in .dotnet magazine this month. So uh, it's it's that, quite good. About? I've, I've bought that, but I haven't read it yet, actually. Um, I Did you buy that with your pizza, Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to bang on about it because we did talk about it a lot last week. But basically, it's I'm not I'm not safe in Jeffrey Way whatsoever, so don't get oh, this twisted. You're going to start a turf war. Right, but, that's what you were saying earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, he, he writes an article on how PHP is a modern language now. Um, and how it's come a long way, but he also strongly emphasises that that Laravel is has made it a modern language, which like, I don't agree with whatsoever. I, a language makes itself modern. Yeah. Like, a framework can only sit can only on do, one. That's it. That's exactly ours. Yeah. So, I, I, to be fair, I think I'm slightly twisting his words. It's not exactly what he says, but he, um, yeah, he's talking about five point five and stuff. But he's also talking about how Laravel is a modern framework and. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a good read. Um, should check it I out. Check that out. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. I haven't I haven't looked at .NET Magazine in a long time. I really should because it does have some really good stuff. I know it emphasises a lot of the responsive web stuff and topics yeah. like that. Yeah, it's it's a good magazine. I mean, you know, it's a tricky one because they've got to cater to front end developers, to back end developers, yeah. designers. Yeah. Um, it's not so, like a website where it can be like specific websites just for that one thing. Exactly. So I can't pick it up and yeah. read front to back. It's not always everything's relevant to me. But um, and they gave us a plug as well. You know, on Twitter they uh, they championed our podcast. So. They did, didn't they? They did. Yes, thank yeah. you very much. So now I just want free, um, I you know, dot net. Yes, free we'll free. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually understand how these magazines are able to exist in this day and age, where like all the information that you could ever need is 
is on the internet. Like, so yeah. I, I just don't get it. Like, it's weird. Because is the actual content they put in the book in the magazine online as well? Like, I a, like so. paywall type, you know, wall thing that they do. I think a lot of it is on their website, and I for I free do. or do you have to subscribe? Yeah. That's crazy. I suppose yeah. people still just like the book feel because I do. I, you do. I pick it up sometimes, Derek Smith, and you just you have a little look through, and it is nice looking through a book like a magazine. Yeah, yeah. Like I, holidays and stuff. Oh yes, holidays <laughs> is a massive one. Yeah, you literally load up on these geek books. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, any other blog posts? You've done quite a few this week. Uh, I have. Yeah, I did a couple more yesterday. I was able to get through a couple out. Uh, Graph is an SVG output. SVG is awesome. Uh, I don't know if you lot have played with SVG before. Very briefly. Um, oh, it's so cool. Select scalable vector graphics. It's like um, it's it's just XML based vector graphics. So you can actually so instead of a raster image, which is a fixed image, say like a photo or something, a vector is something that can actually resize and scale when it's done by geometry and you know actual processed on what the actual thing is itself. And um, I was looking into like because because one thing I felt lacking in my blog was graphs and visual aids and stuff for like blog posts, especially when I'm talking about algorithms or data structures. It's quite nice to show a graph or, you know, or like a diagram of it. Um, and I was looking around for stuff because I didn't really want to go into another package, say like Photoshop or Omi diagram or some other of these packages. I, I wanted it really to just do it in code and then it would just, you know, like the same with the whole syntax highlighting, it would do it for me. Uh, I was able to do that, fortunately, with Graphis because with the dot format it uses, which was quite cool, and it was able to generate and actually generate the SVG for me in a similar way I did the pigments thing I talked about last week. And yeah, they look really well. It's so good because these graphs that generates and you can expand, they're responsive because they're just SVG. So you've got, you know, you never have to worry and it's a nice bit of code it produces and everything. And yeah, I definitely would check it out, Graphis, if you're into the idea of making graphs using like just text and then by, you know, just, just outputting it in SVG. Nice. So, Mike, I see you have a new website. <laughs> Moving it on to you, yeah, I've just literally clicked on michaelbud.org and uh, no it's had a, it's had a no. bit of a... <laughs> I wasn't oh, going to <laughs> Oh, look at the, the logo. You, the, the... You've learned a new <laughs> trick, sir. It's so bad. I basically had everyone mocking me at work today. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just don't have any design flair whatsoever. But I love the diet. The like the logo is cool. Though. I like the way the logo moves. Looks... You've got a blog post on it, haven't you? On how the, to use that. I think the logo looks like a GIF from the nineteen eighties. Uh, Dude, it just needs under construction. Yeah, left yeah. to right, left to right needs to go on marquee. <laughs> <laughs> and but, welcome um... to my homepage. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to announce it. But Ed Man uh, kindly did it on Twitter, said I got a new site. But I think next month I'm going to pay for a designer to. Uh... I didn't know it was hidden, you know. I was just. Uh, but know. I wanted something responsive. It was driving me mad. And uh, so I just done something quick. And uh... I like the font used. Yeah, you know what? I changed font 10 times at least. I really like that font. It's really readable. Yeah, I'm quite happy with it. But um, yeah, I need a new design. It looks truly awful. It looks like something. Some sixteen-year-old has made in GCSE IT in a first A star, but uh, yeah, it will be better at some point. But at least it's responsive now. And so, uh, and the weird thing is, as soon as it went responsive, I was getting more hits every day. Really? Yeah. They so just, they could just smell it, you know. Well, yeah, because Google does actually, doesn't it? It does. It sniff. does know. Yeah, it can sniff, check to see what your what your meta and stuff is. How's your week been, though? By the way. Um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. I mean, slightly off the. Uh, uh, web development um, 
chat, but basically he's just been decorating my house. And just, you spent a whole week, didn't you? That was the thing from last week. I think it took <laughs> five days, and I did a room and a half. It's just absolutely mind numbing. Was, was that the living room though? Because you had a lot of pictures on Twitter about you know yeah. like setting up the uh, TV and stuff, the stand. Yeah, I, I mounted the TV onto the wall. So has uh, it fallen off yet? It hasn't. Then it's a not. result. That's a result. I'm quite happy. A with weekend, that. you know, a builder would be gone now. Yeah, they, exactly. They wash their hands off it. Um, so yeah, I did that, and then uh, I took my other half to the Isle of Wight for a, a relaxing weekend. So uh, sure. yeah, yeah, it was quite nice. So, Very nice. Um, and took the time to learn a few things because I've been meaning to play with Canvas for ages. So uh, just to really, just a little bit, just to wet my beak and find out what it's all about, um, and hence my 1980s style GIF H1 on my website. But it is actually using Canvas. And, oh, is it really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, cool, man. Um, but that's that's the only reason it's on there really is just to show people how to do that so it's just some basic effects with it but it's using a library called Easel which I don't know if you guys have um, used before I've never uh, used that I, do, I read your blog post it looks quite cool yeah it's, it's dead easy to use especially if you're familiar with um, you know object oriented programming it's, you know everything's an object and it's just a really friendly easy API to work with so um, yeah yeah I definitely recommend that uh, but yeah, other than that, um, just working on my Java assignment and revising for my exam, which is next week. So, uh, Ooh. yeah, okay. you're yeah, you confident, and... quietly confident. No, not really. Yeah. No. Oh, come on. I think I'll be okay, but I don't think I'll uh, I'll ace it or anything like that. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's my week. But did you much. ace the last one though? Didn't you? Yeah, but that was really kind of a like an intro competency test, just to check. You know, you weren't picking up the the core concept so it wasn't a massively hard test to be honest so you see you put yourself there all the time it's like yeah. and by the way thank you for the itunes review the person who gave us the itunes review. yes oh yeah that fellow yes. i'm actually chatting to oh, on, uh, on email at the moment and that's so cool and yeah, the fact that he good. you know he pipped he said how good mike was and mike was like nah he's lying i'm just like you just can't give you can't give mickey a compliment you just can't oh. Oh, I don't know. I've just got a voice to make sure I punch me in the face. But um, yeah, I guess <laughs> that's a unique trait, you know? Everyone feels that way, I guess. So hopefully not about me, but about themselves. But yeah. So, but yeah, thanks very much. That, that guy who left that review was really good. Um, yeah. Uh, how about you guys? Anyway, any any sort of uh, libraries or plugins, that kind of stuff that you want to uh, talk about? I have a few, but I'm happy to go first if you like. Yeah, go for it, Lou. Yeah. First, the first thing that, that I listened to an interesting podcast show today, which are, which is the first one. Um, I've mentioned this guy a few times, I think particularly in the first podcast that we did, um, David Connolly, um, dcradionetwork.com. He, um, his, his, this is a podcast that I used to listen to quite a lot, but the last few um, shows that he's done have kind of gone off topic for, um, for the kind of stuff that I'm interested in. But he's done his, he's done his most recent show, um, which is entitled How PHP Saved My Life. And it's um it sounds like a bit of a dramatic title, but it's it's actually a really interesting listen. Um he's he's obviously worked he's worked in freelance he's worked as a freelance developer for uh for pretty much his whole career. And um he's basically discussed how it all started and where he's got to now and stuff and it and it kinda seems like sounds like he's he's winding it down. But um you know, I won't give too much about that away, but um it's it's a very interesting listen, that one. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend maybe give that one a go. Um, in terms of plugins and bits, um, I've been using a lot more CDNs than I used to. Actually, this is, this seems to be like the way the way to go now, doesn't it? 
um, rather than importing zip files and yeah. and stuff left, right, and centre. Um, Not so if you include an iframe in uh, in IE. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, one thing which was great, which um, uh, you know, Tiny MCE, the WYSIWYG editor, you can now yeah, get yeah. that on CDN, which is lovely. So uh, you don't have to get all those bits; you just include one line of. Um, one script thing, one script yep. tag in your code, and then um, just put your configuration in, and that's nice and easy. Oh, that's cool. I was working with that today, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I'll, I'll get the link for the show notes to get the CDN, but I mean, you can find it quite easily, I think, if you Google it. Um, another one um, for various sort of um, CSS things that I've been looking for is CSS3Gen.com, um, which is a really nice, just kind of easy code generator for whatever CSS3 effects you want to generate, like. Um, drop shadows and things like that. So I've, I've been using that a few times. And I've been just been using Git an awful lot. Um, again, rather than downloading zip files, you know, if you can get into the habit of, of using your uh, command line or terminal and just um, using Git to clone these things into your, into your um, directories, it's so much quicker. Um, and it's, it's, it's fairly straightforward to learn as well, I believe. You know, um, That's pretty much it. Um, I don't think I've, I've used any plugins this week. Uh, no, I don't think I have. But that's C- it. Yeah, the CDN talk is quite interesting because I do remember. I think it was what was it say? And it was CDNJS.com. I use quite a bit. Yeah, that's, that's right. One. Yeah, that's it. And you can yeah. search for all of them, and it like has them all there for you. And there's some really obscure ones. And then all, of course, they have all the ones you normally would have. Yeah, I use the Twitter ones, bootstrap from there. It's just great. It's just a great way of doing it because the nice thing about doing that then is firstly you're just you're well, you're kind of leeching off their uh, you know, but it's a CDN, so you know they're fine. They're probably geographically placed in certain positions, so you're going to get the fastest speed possible. And also another thing, and it's like using the Google CDN, is that if some if you load up a page or um, all these sites now have it, so if you load up one page <laughs> that has Google API. The cache on it, you know, the, the expiry date on it is so lot far in the future that when you go on to, say, your page or something else, they've already got it in their cache anyway. So they're never going to have to download it again. Yeah. And it's kind of nice because normally you're downloading the same version of jQuery again and again and again and again for no reason. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been sort of back and forth in my head as to whether it's definitely a good idea to, to use it or not. Obviously, it's a lot quicker. Um but then you wonder, oh, is it better just to have all the code locally in my project or not? Well, I can't, you kind of, because the nice thing about like HTML5 boilerplate is they have that, like the fallback, don't they? It's like the, um, you have your, if it tries to hit it at the CDN, if it can, can't find it, it will then include the document, like the jQuery version that you've got locally. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's kind of cool. It. There's like a nice little white trick you can do in, uh, it's like a little code. It just checks to see is like dollar set or jQuery set. If not, document right, and it actually writes out the script tag that it just needs then to import the version you've already got, like locally, which is kind of cool because it means it covers both bases. Yeah, that's a good idea, definitely. Cool, that's with, it for me. What about you guys? Sorry, I was just going to ask you with the, the CDM thing. Um, I don't know if I'm being thick here, but one of the things I worry about with that is if the CDM falls down, if that the source you're you know going to fetch from it, it suddenly is gone. What happens then? Do you have a sort of yeah, like well, a fallback plan? That, that, yeah, that, that's what you risk. have to do. That's then the yeah, risk. you have that's the risk right. if you don't use it. If you don't. I mean, stuff like Google, when it goes down, there's a big old song and dance. They've got a lot of redundancy in place. But that's why you use that fallback of like, okay, well, if you can't get it from here, then at least I've got a local version that you can get it from. Cool. Okay. I'll so the, main, the main thing in its favour is, yeah, it's like, like Ed says, the, the caching thing. So it's just yep. supposed to speed things up a hell of a lot, isn't it? Yeah, because if you've already went on one site with it, it's going to be stored in your cache for a long time and yeah. then you don't have to worry about it, which is great. Yeah. Cool. Okay. 
What about you, uh, Fraser? Any anything you want to plug? Uh, not hugely. I've, I've been I've been using a plugin called DropZone, um, which basically handles drag and drop uploads of, of files or what have you. And it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Like you can just drop it on top. If you've got like a an upload form on on your site at the moment, you can literally just upload it and then initialize it, and it automatically overtakes whatever you've got on there. And it's it's pretty fantastic. I'll chuck it into the show notes. Um, but it's it's a really basic thing to set up, and it's quite powerful in terms of what you can what you can do with it going forward. Oh, um, this looks handy. But it's oh, it's absolutely fantastic, <laughs> and you can click on it to to initialize it, or you can um, yeah just drag your files into there. Is this something that in your browser? Does it sit on top of jQuery UI? Does it use the um, draggable part of that? Or no, it it's you can simple? use it either with G- jQuery, or you can use it completely uh, JavaScript. Um, in JavaScript, I think I've been using it with jQuery, but I'm pretty sure you can use it straight with with JavaScript. Uh, let me see. Yeah. That looks pretty good. How do you kind of um, implement that when you're actually like posting the form for that? Do you just um, is it is it like going dynamically into a hidden form field or something? The value of the file or something like that? It is, yeah. Basically, it just overtakes overtakes whatever form you set it to. Um, are you, sorry, are you talking on the the front end or the back end? Uh, back well, say if you were using it um, like in a CMS or something like that to upload pictures for a blog or something. Okay. And then you wanted to save that picture into the, the file name into a database or something. Right, yeah. So you, you also need to – this is independent of, of the, any back-end scripting that you do. They give you, they give you a load of, uh, of, of sample files and stuff and sample code, how to actually implement that in the back-end. But it's, it's fairly straightforward. It's exactly as you would do with, um, with, a, with a standard upload. So you basically grab the file, get the file name. If it's an image, you can do any resizing and stuff that you want and store it wherever you want on the server. Um, but this is just a front end as opposed to a back end. But they, they do give you examples of how you can implement it in the back end as well. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah, that looks very cool, that. Yeah. I might have to, might have to use this one. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Cool. Whoa, who's, who's that sound? <laughs> is that my oh is that is that my leather leather sofa? Ah, your oh. leather baby. That's why I was yeah. wondering. You know, Apologies. oh look at Lewis. Oh, look at leather sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that noise was. I kept hearing this weird. I'm like, what? Who's yeah. leather? That was that a bunch of twenty twenty year old bottle of champagne. <laughs> Don't get excited. We haven't paid for it yet. <laughs> uh, oh, how about you then, Ed man? Anything you want to um, shout about? I think I've got two things. I've got one tech-related, well, they're both tech-related, but one like related that'd be quite interesting, which is a podcast. Uh, I don't, I'm sure you've all probably heard of it, The Changelog. used to be on GitHub, you know, yeah. represented there and stuff. And it's a great podcast because it kind of, I like it because I, when I go for a walk or I go jogging, it's like, I like just have, putting this on and you can talk, like, all you know, different open source projects that are currently, you know, a buzz in the whole, you know, open source world, which is cool. Um, and there was one in particular, the last episode that they've currently done, which is called, it was No Black Friday. So um, Black Friday at Walmart. So Walmart started using Node.js for their mobile stuff. Yeah. And they do a really, there's a really cool talk on it. And uh, like how they, they were, they were worry, worrying that this thing was going to overblow, you know, they didn't know what to expect with Black Friday with this. Because what they'd done is they kind of made a proxy between, so some of the calls were being called using Node, but they're all going through Node, but some were actually handled by Node. And then some were being handled back by Java and stuff. And really, it was just a, like an API towards the actual making it cleaner and stuff for it. Um, that, the podcast definitely would tell you a lot better than that. But um, literally, it was so cool because they were talking about the fact that they were so worried on the day, Black Friday. 
because uh, it's the busiest day of the year for them, yeah. uh, or f- uh, for the whole year. So the, the money going through that is insane. Yeah. And uh, it turned out that all these server of things that they set up, they were doing nothing. They wouldn't even... I think the servers they were using reached up. Uh, they actually had a rounding error because they thought it was 50% all the time, but actually it was 0.50%. <laughs> so <laughs> a half a percent of the processor. It, it topped out at uh, 75, 0.75%. So watch out, we're getting up to the 1% mark. And that's just because of how good Node is at handling asynchronous connections, yeah. how everything's non-blocking and stuff. And yeah, it kind of proved because there was this whole thing. Do you remember in the, uh, the Twitter thing? Because Twitter was originally made with Ruby on Rails and the whole thing was Rails can't scale, Ruby can't scale and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, there was a big backlash kind of by that. And different people were like, I'm moving back to PHP and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, oh great, you know, that's a nice thing to say. Um, but uh, yeah, it showed that Node can scale, um, and it's really interesting. And you know, in the future podcasts, hopefully we can talk about it. But that's one of them. That's the change log. Really good podcast. There, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I would second that. It's a really good podcast, uh, especially like when I was starting out. Um, I found it really useful. It's, it's uh, just got good little bits, hasn't it? You know, like it has like they just talk to the developers and on open source projects. Yeah, yeah, it's good, really interesting. Good host, good topic. To now, actually, yeah. Um, and another one, the last, the other one is. Uh, well, actually, what we're recording the podcast with today is uh, Audio Hijack Pro. Uh, I know that, Fraser, yeah. you, you, you found, we both found, great minds think alike, we both found uh, <laughs> two different, but they're both the same people, the Rogue Aminbar. Oh, is it, because, yeah, because is it the one, the more expensive one, the one that you got? It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty much, it's like, <laughs> I, it's like, I skimmed out and got the cheap one. <laughs> well, I was looking at both, and the, I think the actual one you've got, the Piozo. Piozo? Piazo? Hang on, let me... Piazo. I don't know why it's got such random names. Piazo, yeah. It seems that they both do the same thing, but this one I think you can choose, like, define certain... You can actually mix multiple audios and stuff, which would be quite cool Ah, that's on. pretty cool. Yeah, because mine um, restricts you recording from one uh, one program, so you can record from Chrome or you can record, record from Skype or whatever. It's just so cool. It's like the missing functionality, because I know that Skype in Windows world, you can actually record out, out of the box with Skype which is great. But in the Mac world, no, we can't do that. Yeah. And we had to go through this thing that we were initially just recording off the microphone and stuff. And then we ended up, me and Lou, no, sorry, me and Mickey were both looking at Soundflower and playing around with that, altering our output devices to make it with all Zacity and garbage, uh, garage band. But yeah, it seems like this does the job. It's a one click thing and it'd be great to see how it, Turns out. So if you can't listen to this, if you're not that, if you don't hear this, then it turned out bad. If you are listening to this, great. You know, it worked well. And it should sound a lot better this week as well. We reckon. I'm hoping. It? I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah. We've got. We've, we've been. You know, we're just audio gurus now. Definitely. Yeah. How about you, Mickey? Any any picks you can uh, think of? Uh not really. To be honest with you, I think I've uh, used all my material with um, Easel. Uh, that's what I was playing with, and uh, the rest has just all been Java revision. So. Uh, any yeah. uh, any DIY products you could recommend? Or? <laughs> I will give you one recommendation, which is if you're gloss painting, make sure your cat is trapped in a room. Where <laughs> playing. What did Dennis do? He basically walked in the paint. And Dennis, went my, oh legend! Went on my wooden floorboards, and the way gloss paint is with the glue, it dries super quick. Oh, so you got a nice little floor print and stuff. Yeah, yeah, got yes. nice oh, white that's kind of cute. So, yeah, well. Yeah. Did you keep it? Did you, I bet you didn't think that at the time. The cat? Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Did you keep the cat? Yeah, the cat's now gone. Uh, yeah, I was glorious for them. Uh, yeah, no, kept the cat and the paint and the... Fuck, fuck, <laughs> the cat and the paint, yeah. Yeah, oh, so it's all good. So does, I think that wraps up uh, our intro. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Oh, sorry, one thing I just wanted to say. Um, 
First of all, Ed, if you could just quickly clear up what Node.js is to anyone who might not know what it is. Oh, yeah, sure. So, in simplest terms, it is JavaScript on the server. Uh, the idea is that JavaScript is a beautiful language. It's asynchronous, meaning that you don't have this idea of like a while loop that just goes through, you know, continuously. It will have like, it'll be able to go off and do things at different times and stuff. Uh, like saying like opening a file. Opening a file normally on the computer would be, be called a blocking operation, which means that you're waiting for it. And actually that thread, the actual process you're doing is actually stopping, which is bad. What this does is it runs in one thread, but it will say, okay, that's blocking. Uh, and then it will actually just put you onto the stack or the heap. I don't know what one it actually puts you on, but it puts you on the stack and it will just appoint it to it saying, oh, once you've got this uh, file back, then call this. So it's a great way of doing it. And that's what JavaScript gives you. But yeah, Node.js is a very cool, it was a very buzzy thing in 2010 and stuff and like coming on from there. But it's actually starting to mature now. And yeah, it's doing really, really, yeah, really interesting. Ed, the, yeah. the node that you're speaking of, is this, is this different to the package manager? Uh, oh, NPM. Oh, no, no package manager. So no package manager actually is Node's package manager, like yeah. uh, Composer is our dependency manager. I think yeah, package manager more like dependency manager. Yeah, so it's, uh, that, that kind of actually, that and Gems, which was Ruby's one, kind of inspired a lot of the work that was Composer. Because before that, we had Pair, the PHP extension and application repository, which wasn't the greatest, uh, had a lot of problems. But yeah, so fortunately we took some ideas from that in the PHP world and yeah, NPM's great. Cool. Okay. Uh, and I just wanted to quickly clear up Canvas, um, which basically for anyone who's just started out and they don't know anything about it, uh, you've probably heard of Flash um, before, which is um, kind of a, a language in itself that people back in the day used for more complex animations, things that, that couldn't be done natively with HTML and CSS. Uh, obviously, CSS has come a long way since then, and there's so much you can do now. And you know, the debate of whether Flash is still relevant is one that will rage on and and beyond the scope of this podcast. But but H, HTML5 Canvas is is a new way of of making more complex animations, and you can make games. It's it's really scary what you can do with it, and there's some very talented people doing amazing things with it. So uh, um, I'll I'll leave it there for you for now. Um, and uh, we've got some links as well, some stuff we'll put in the show notes that uh, Lewis has kindly sorted out, which uh, will teach you a bit more about CSS3 and, and what that can do as well. So um, we'll probably t- cover that in a podcast anyway, so just to, to let you know what's going on there. But for the rest of the podcast, uh, we're going to turn our attention to some feedback that we got from uh, one of our listeners, and uh, uh, a guy called Richard Applin. And we are really grateful that he's um, He's taken a lot of time actually to uh, to send a really in depth email of. Um, Thanks a lot, it. man. It was yeah. so awesome reading yeah. that email. It just made it all worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were all really chuffed a bit for it. So um, yeah, thanks, man. Um, so we're going to have a look at that, and and actually, it's a really good place to start because one of the things he starts off with his email is he says that uh, not as a criticism, but I think he's just wondering we haven't really discussed much PHP yet. And considering we're doing a podcast on PHP, you know, perhaps we should have done more. And and basically, to to answer that, I'll I'll field this one if you don't mind. But basically, this is something we've been talking about a lot um, between us, and it's actually it's something that's really tricky to do in in a podcast without any visual aid. It's it's really difficult. So it is definitely something we want to do, but we want to do it in a way that's not not pointless and just a waste of everyone's time, really. Um, I certainly feel it'd be a good idea to to do a podcast on on PHP docs, uh, PHP.net, and have a look at that and try to understand it and interpret things. Um, 
but really it is something that we're still trying to decide on. But I don't know what you, if you guys have got anything to, to mention on that one. It's, it's just the, the difficult thing with it is um, trying to kind of give code instruction via a podcast. It's, uh, it's never, it's never easy, is it? Like you say, when you haven't got visual aids or anything like that, whereas, you know, I, th- I, th- I think we, we discuss PHP quite a bit because, you know, all the introduction to the show going through our weeks, a lot of that, you know, I'm, I'm a purely PHP developer. Um, uh, Fraser, are you as well? I would, Mike Absolutely. Is. Well, a little bit of classic ASP chucked in there for good measure, yeah. which I love. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's kind of in, indirectly, like everything we're talking about is, is kind of with PHP in mind. Um, but there are, there are definitely, um, topics that we haven't, we haven't really touched on yet, aren't there? I would oh. say like OOP and and classes and things like that. But again, you know, it's they're, they're massive, massive subjects. And how do you how do you do them justice in a podcast? Well, I think I think we did make them. We we, we did a trial episode of the second episode was really kind of very codey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think what we learned from that was actually probably our best way. I mean, we can talk about these topics, but I think at a higher level, uh, more of yeah. an abstract level, like you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of an A to B instead of actually the points in between, kind of like what you know a full. Uh, you know bird's eye view of it instead and i think that's what we're probably definitely getting to looking at and i think the first one actually about the php docs and describing it and how to use it and stuff because it has changed a bit during the time there are a couple of cool things you can do with it now uh, and where you can display it and everything and maybe you're in an ide and stuff like that like we talked about in another pod, uh, a recent uh, uh, past podcast so it's cool stuff like that and that i love your leather chair i'm sorry sir but it just sounds great <laughs> is that me again sorry it, yeah. mate, it, it's awesome <laughs> Yeah, we can't afford leather chairs. You know I know, it's all my rubbish, you know, deck chair here. I've got earplugs in, so I can't actually hear it, oh, so I won't great. hear it until I listen back. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine, man, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fraser, do you have anything you wanted to mention on that, or are you happy with that? No, I think you're all good, yeah. I, again, I'm just going to kind of echo everything that you said there anyway. So, uh, yeah, without visual aids, it is, is really kind of hard to, yeah. to, to show code examples and talks. Like, we can talk about the ways you should be thinking and, and what have you, but in terms of then this line should say this and this line should say that it's, I think it's just wasting everyone's time. If we were to do that, to be honest, just because people aren't going to remember it and people aren't going to be sitting there with a pen and paper to, to write everything down. So I think if we, if we support our podcasts with, if we want to, well, which we do, we want to show and give some instructions. So if we, we can support that with, um, with blog posts, then I think that's, that's the best way we can do it. And then we can, we can talk through those. Speaking of which, actually, uh, I don't know if you saw my email yesterday. I was actually able to push some changes to the latest articles things on the. Oh, uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, I started doing that. So it seemed that was one of the things when actually a library was great because I went on packages and I searched for an RS feed reader and I found one. It was a bit over complex, but it did the job for the time being. And yeah, so I just need, um, I've got currently the RSS. It's like the latest um, from our, it literally just takes our RSS feeds from our blogs. Yeah. And it's like every hour I make it, so it just updates. Like it would just crawl to check to see if there's anything new. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, it's just me and Fraser, so I just need Lou and Mickey to uh, send me an RSS feed link, and it will be all gravy. And yeah, they just all merged into one, like the, the latest ten. So it makes oh, it cool. easier to find. All right, and does I'll it store it, or is it? Does it store um, it? In so a... all, all I've, I've kind of been quite uh, sneaky. All I do, all I do is 
I've got the cache, but I use that cache function. So okay. all I do is every hour I just clear the cache, and then when the first person hits it, they may have a, like right. a slight delay. And all it does is crawls it, it just rebuilds and rebuilds the page again, and it just okay. grabs from all those uh, currently the two, but for you know for all four of us, it will just get the in order of what the latest things is, just to get a description yep. and everything. Can yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'll get that done this weekend. Nice one. Cool. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, just to sum that up, we, we will be looking at concepts and, and that kind of stuff, like Ed says, rather than actual hard code. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be looking at uh, object-oriented programming at some point. And, and I would like to look at PHP docs. I think it'd be quite helpful for anyone who's starting out. So yeah, hopefully that answers that question. Um, the next thing he really touches on is quite a few questions on freelance work. So I know um, Fraser's certainly done a lot more freelance work than I think it, the rest of us have so I'm probably going to uh, field quite a few of these at him but perhaps we'd go around with some of them anyway so uh, yeah. one of the questions he asks is do your employers mind you doing freelance so uh, Lou do you want to kick us off uh, sure yeah um, I, I don't do an enormous amount um, but thankfully you know I, I've got a, a very very good uh, couple of bosses I, I work for a design agency um, so the majority of the work there tends to be more like brochure design than it does website stuff. So they have said to me in, my, in the quiet times that they're more than happy for me to do whatever I want. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky like that, actually. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite a nice setup. So I obviously, um, in the quiet times, get a lot of time to, um, to study as well and, and do tutorials and, and everything else. So, uh, yeah, all my free time is spent either doing, doing my own projects or, or learning my own stuff. Cool. Um, I was going to say, one of the things I would say is uh, just check your contract wherever you go because it will be very clear about what you can yeah. and can't do. And um, I mean, my company is very SEO orientated, so I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to do as much you know, freelance stuff as long as it's not really SEO stuff, which takes me to the ground because that's not really my, my area of expertise. So, uh, yeah. And I'm certainly not a designer. <laughs> they wouldn't want me designing for them. Yeah. And you see michaelbud.org, so <laughs> <that's true. laughs> uh, anything you want to add on the on that head, man? Um, well, at the moment, I'm just doing some freelance stuff, but that's really just between jobs. Um, I kind of, I have done. There was one thing actually in there, so I'm skipping a little bit, but like just to answer it now. Uh, like freelance as a limited company, um, I did look into that, and in the end, I just ended up using a, a umbrella company, uh, which is yeah. kind of like so the umbrella. So you like work for a company that is specifically around just to be a company and they handle all the hard stuff and you just get a paycheck from them. So the, the people you're working for pay them and then they pay you, but they handle all the problems of like, you know, taxes and all that stuff, um, which is kind of cool, especially when I, I didn't want to. I mean, the only cool thing about making your own company is you get to make a name, which is pretty awesome, but <laughs> that's all I could think of all, all the hassle and stuff and you're doing your taxes and I didn't want to have to do that. But yeah, so yeah, not not really much to add. I'd say like I think Fraser's definitely the man for. Yeah, I think that's a great tip though. What you were just saying because that is a lot of hassle and um, yeah, and it's definitely it's a really good question because it's certainly if you're just starting out and say you're you're not on a wage that you're particularly happy with, you know, freelance is a great way to supplement your your pay. So uh, yeah, great question. I think. Um, yeah. So if we if we move on. Um, uh, yeah, how do you balance your time you're employing freelance? It's another great question. Uh, I, I guess we'll, we'll shoot over to Fraser for this one anyway. Okay, yeah, um, basically, I, I don't take on huge amounts of freelance work, and the, the jobs that I do take on, it's kind of it's stuff that I know that it's not going to be 
time intensive and stuff like stuff that I can I can knock out in in say forty hours or something. So like a simple CMS site or or, or something similar. Like I, I don't really want to go down the route of of having to support a full e-commerce site for for a client in my spare time because I, I do have a a forty hour a forty hour a week job. So it's it would be difficult for me to to do that. Um, so in terms of balancing my time, it's, it is fairly easy because I'm, I'm fairly selective as as to what work I do take and what work I don't take. Um, so it's it's kind of it's not really a, a big issue. I, it's, it, I actually find it quite easy to motivate myself. Like I, I didn't think that would be the case, but when I get back from work, like if I have got a project that, but I know that I can just kind of whiz through and, and it's probably going to sound horrible, but whiz through and then get paid. Um, I, I'm actually quite motivated to to get that done in my spare time. So, in terms of balancing my time, it's it's all in my, all in my spare time. So, well, what techno- oh sorry, what, what no, technologies do you use? Because I know you do a bit of WordPress stuff and then Silverstripe. I remember that from last year. Yeah, week, so I, I basically I'm, I'm just doing. I, I do most of it in Silverstripe, to be honest with you. Um, I think I discussed in the last podcast that it's for for the kind of freelance work that I do. Um, it is just just really small stuff. Um, it, it's it's absolutely fantastic and pretty much perfect for what I use it for. Um, it's just really quick to get sites out there, and it, it comes with the built-in CMS as well, which is pretty intuitive for clients to use. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm more than happy. I, I'd I'd rather kind of just put a simple site out in Silverstripe in, in a quick amount of time than, than go down any other route, to be honest Keep with you. Keep it simple. Absolutely. Um, is, it, is it with designers do you work with, or do you actually work with the client face, you know, face-to-face, have meetings with them, or is it mainly no, a designer does the work, work with, and then you... Yeah, I generally work with a designer, like a good friend of mine. Um, I, I got him a load of work. He came out to New Zealand with me when I was over there last year. Um, and then I got ended up getting him a load of work while we were over there, and then we've come back, and he's been he's basically been my my main source of freelance work. I've had a couple of other clients come and go in between as well, um, but yeah, basically it, it all just comes through him. So he he does all because he works for himself, so he's constantly out pitching for work, and he can't do websites, but he he's really good at, at graphic design. So basically, everyone that he pretty much speaks to says, "Oh, I'd like a website as well as a brochure and as well as a, a logo." Um, so he'll he'll try and farm that off to me. If, if, uh, Very cool. Yeah, so it, it works out quite nice because it means I don't have to go looking for the work. I don't have to have the hassles of of chasing clients for payment. I don't have to kind of liaise with the clients and, and sit there with my phone ringing all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> not, not that all that's stressful. Uh... No, yeah, because it's kind of I, I I think it's kind of like a it could be very easy to take on a few a few a few jobs where. Where the clients are expecting me to support them between office hours, which I can't do because I'm, I'm working a nine to five anyway. So it, it works out perfect doing it the way I'm doing it. So yeah, it's, it's really good. Cool. I just uh, just a second, a couple of things that you said there, Fraser. I, I would just say if you are going to do freelance work, and I know we a couple of us had experience with this, is just always make sure you you have an agreement with your client as to exactly what you're yeah. doing. Which, Nicky, you've had that a couple of times, haven't you? Uh, you know, we've all had project creep, which is fine in your day yep. job, but when it's freelance, it be, can become so stressful. Yep. And uh, there's so, the dreaded words that you'll always get from your client is, oh, can you just do this or can, can you, you just do, do that? And it's always like, like yeah. uh, something I, I was chatting to the guys about before we actually came on air. Um, it was like, uh, in my day job, like, it's like a, a can you just and the can you just was oh can you just when they click that button yeah. can you yeah. like sync the, their account up with their Facebook and pull in all their Facebook data? And it's yeah. like, that's not really a can you just, that's, that's like a, a few days <laughs> development. Yeah, exactly. So it just, it's worth thinking about, and especially if you've got a, uh, a partner or you know, that kind of stuff, kids, have a real think about can you actually do it? Because, okay, you'll see all the dollar signs, but, you know, it, it's a lot of work, it's stress, and you've got to get that work-life um, balance right. And Because, um, yeah. Ed, you, uh, 
Perhaps you could talk about programmer burnout a little bit. Um, oh. Ed? He's, he's, gone, gone, he's gone home. Well, I'm, I'm burnt he's out. Burnt out. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a massive, massive topic, uh, programmer burnout. I think you get it in all jobs. Uh, freelance stuff, I, I find myself being a bit of a perfectionist. And also, I, I find myself very hard to, if I've got a problem, to put it down. So when you're working in freelance stuff and say you're working, you know, for your set, well, you're working on your own computer and stuff, it's very easy to spend the whole day on the computer, maybe get some food and then spend all night on the computer as well. Um, You may think, oh, you're getting more productive out of that. But really, actually, in the end, you just, yeah, it just drains you. It drains you so much. And I haven't had the chance to do the freelance and then actually full-time employment as well. I can only imagine that is a lot harder. And I, I think, Mickey, you've done that a couple of times, haven't you? You've had your day job and yeah. then also... I've definitely, at times, you know, been halfway through a freelance project and I wish I hadn't started, to be honest with you. So I would definitely, <laughs> as a word of caution, just really think about, do you need it? Do you want it? Um, is it interesting? You... Is another one. That's what I find with it. You know, it, you know yeah. I mean, the money is great, but also... You know, when you want to get out of work, you want to be doing something interesting, I find. so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, definitely. Um, the next question, I feel like I'm peppering questions at, at Fraser, but he really does have a lot more experience, I think, in this, this kind of area than we do. But how do you go about getting freelance jobs? Uh, little, like I said before, it's, it's, most of it comes from, from my friend who's the designer, so he's, he's out looking for work all the time anyway. Yeah, um, and then he'll he'll come to me quite often and say, "Oh, can you just give me a quote for this, or can you give me a quote for this?" And it's it's fairly easy for me to kind of pick and choose what I do. So, like I said before as well, like I'll only really take the the easy ones that I can just kind of bang out in a in a few days, and yeah, and then uh, and then kind of hand over and, and not really have to touch again, just because it it does suit my my lifestyle and, and with having to work and what have you. Yeah, um, do you know but, if he goes uh, to other freelancers as well? He's got one he other, yeah, he, you, you know? yeah. He's got one other guy that that he does use, um, and in his words, the other guy's cheaper, but his his work's not as good. There um, you go. So well, that's I, it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I've I've had a couple of other clients come just literally just contact me through my website, um, and a lot more since I've I've started blogging and and what have you. I've only started doing that in the last couple of years, but I, I definitely noticed a big a big uptake of of people contacting me asking for quotes and stuff. Um, through my website since I, ever since I started blogging. So if anybody out there is looking for work, then I think blogging is definitely one of the best things that you can Tech do. Tech blogging, for sure. And then yeah. you could just, uh, yeah, and showcase your work on your blog and everything. Absolutely. And stack overflow. Like, you've got 2,000 points there, sir. Oh, I have indeed, yeah. I've got that. I've got 2,000 yeah. loser internet points on stack overflow. <laughs> 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 it lets me, like, do you know when, when like, people suggest edits and stuff? Yeah. Because I've got two thousand points, I can now like sit there and approve, approve or yes. reject people's edits. So like the I spent, I spent like when it, when it first ticked over, I spent like fifteen minutes like this is amazing. I can like approve or reject. <laughs> like gives you a real like sense of power. <laughs> I am God, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, so uh, two thousand points. My next milestone is three thousand, and I think three thousand gets me something as well. But I don't know what that is. It's the fact how happy it is and how cool it is for us. <laughs> no. But in the real world, it's like okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like these points. These points don't equate to money. Yeah, but yeah, it's like nothing here. It's <laughs> awesome. What about um, like peoplepereour.com or anything like that? Have you ever tried anything like that? Anyone really? Not really, to be honest with you, because I think I think this, this might come. Not, I just want to like dance around the subject that I'm going to say, but it, it kind of in those kind of markets, you're competing against people from the third world that will 
work for a lot cheaper than you. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, and that's that's the only reason that I've that I've not. Well, are they also could you say like they they just put it's that race to the bottom again, like Mickey was yeah. talking about yesterday uh, last week, and it cheapens the product. It's the same one by one, you know, website or one on one websites yep. and stuff like that. Like, you know, they want the good product, but really it's like the price that matters and. Yep. You know, they're not that they're not looking. They're looking for a bid. You're literally bidding for the work. They're not actually looking at your work and saying, "Oh, I like this guy." They're just looking Absolutely, at the price. Yeah. That's all they care about is yep. the price. And yeah, it's not a very nice. I mean, I've never looked at it. I, I did know that some. I have known some people who've done a bit of work on it, and they say it's not very good, and they've gone away from it. But I don't know. Has anyone out, Mickey? Have you? I haven't. No, to be honest, I've looked at it, but for the very same reason. The one time I looked into it, the guy was offering like five hours work for like a fiver. And I was like. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to get drawn into that. Um, yeah. It's you just can't ridiculous. do anything with that. No. <laughs> I mean, I might be exaggerated, but I can't remember. I remember thinking it was ridiculous. I mean, do these people think, I suppose they think once they get a couple of clients and stuff, because I know that, yeah. I, I know I've done this in the past, done some free work. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, just to get yourself in the door and it's good practice. That's one thing actually at university I did. I did do some free work and I did do some a bit of paid work, but um you know, just to get yourself in, because clients are completely different to university and dealing with that. And it is enjoyable actually to see something being shipped and everything and someone using it and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, starting off with some free work, I think they, these is probably what they think is like, you know, they do a bit of work for cheap and then hopefully that will amount to something. But a lot of the time it just means, oh, this is the bog standard price now. I expect for five pounds, yep. <laughs> five hours of your time, yeah. which is hey. in, did I tell you the story? Like uh, a friend of mine came came to me. This is about three years ago, and he, he goes, "Oh yeah, you, you do websites." So I say, "Yeah, I do websites." Um, so oh, yeah, my, my grandma's. She's got. She wants to start up a business, like selling her her cross stitch or or whatever it was that she was doing. I was like, oh, "Okay, okay." So he basically hit me up for a, a quote. He's like, "Oh, so so yeah, roughly what would we be looking at for for like a an online store so you can sell it?" And I was like, "Oh well," but I gave him a price, and he was like, "Ah, oh, she was she was only looking at spending about thirty quid." <laughs> <laughs> You're joking? Yeah, she just wants one on one. That's it. Oh. Depressingly, not joking. I've I've had a very similar yeah. incident yeah, to that. I have. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What about you, what about you Luke? So, because so, you've done a couple of uh, projects, haven't you? I remember you took. Well, to, to be honest, I, I haven't. I've never actually advertised myself on a freelance basis. Most of the things that I've done have been um, through people that have even known me previously, or have been Word recommended by various people. But um, yeah, I'm even the things that I have done. Though I've learned that you have to be very, very choosy with what you take on and stuff. Because yeah, absolutely, when, when and you're you on can as, as well. Sorry, and you, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable, and it's it's perfectly it's doable. Like you can be as choosy as you want, like. You can turn down, yeah, turn down anything that you. Well, the thing is, I mean, yeah. when when you're on a salary, I mean, what do most people do every month? They they think about how much money they're taking in a month, and then they weigh that up against their outgoings and everything like that. Um, so, so you have to weigh up a formula of what's going, what's coming in, and what's going out, and uh, it all comes down to like kind of an hourly rate. And and if 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 you're not getting that what you what you what you need as your hourly rate, it's just not worth it. Because it's going to be costing you one way or another, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, I mean, I I've watched a, a few a few sort of videos about how how to price yourself as a free in on a freelance basis. And um, that's my sofa again. Sorry, um, <laughs> I, I can't remember the exact formula, but to give you some kind of idea, you kind of start off with like, right, what's what's the amount that I want to earn a year? Like, what's what do I feel I'm worth? And then you kind of you add on your bills to that, so you work out all your bills on top of that. 
add on like 10% for, for unforeseen circumstances and that. And there are, and then there were a few other things that you have to add on as well for like things that can definitely crop up. Like, do you yeah. want to go on holiday for two weeks a year and everything like that or four weeks yeah. a year or whatever. And when, when you actually begin to put these numbers together and you break it down into how many hours a week you want to work and how that breaks down to an hourly rate, it's quite yeah. scary. And then, and then when you go onto these freelance sites and see things like Mike, what Mike said, it, 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 yeah, it gets kind of depressing, but it just makes you realize, like, un- unless you unless you were completely out of work and didn't have a choice, that it's it's completely sort of non-cost effective to do it that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I've read a number of posts and they kind of give a guide to how much you should charge for free, freelancing. It's basically like, what would you like to get paid for it? Double it and then double it again, <laughs> and then it's it's <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, you're not just building the website because it's it's too easy to kind of build, to quote your time on. Okay, it's going to take me. Like I said, on on the the jobs that I like doing, it's like stuff that will generally take me like twenty to forty hours. But it's it's kind of like if you're doing conventional freelance, you'll if the website takes you twenty to forty hours to to build, then that's twenty to forty hours to build. But then you're likely going to be spending another twenty hours on the phone and emailing clients or emailing the client, and then another five hours chasing the money. And then there's going to be the follow up calls. And if you set them up an email account, then mm-hmm. It's time that you have to spend on the phone to them, telling them how to put their email settings in, and it's it's never just a case of right, built your website, there you go, out the door, right onto the next one. It's it's, it's everything that goes on in between. You should be billing for that as well. A, fo- a, fo- a former boss of mine had um, had quite a good term for it. I won't use the exact term that he uses, but um, let's 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 call it silly Billy tax, shall we? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like silly like, Billy tax. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, a great way of wording it. So you so you work out what you want to charge and whether they might be a um, again code word silly Billy. Um, his his word wasn't quite so pleasant, um, but and yeah, like add on add on ten percent for those sort of things and yeah, yeah. It, you know it, it it adds up and you know why why should it be considered any differently to you know we all know what we're looking at if we have to call out a, a plumber or. You know the kind of where those rates start from and stuff. So you know what we do is very skilled work. So why should it be any different? Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of the, the, my my theory on it. So this is, I mean, he's got a question further down the list about why aren't you working freelance full time? You know, this is there are reasons for and against it, but these are the kind of reasons that really have to be taken seriously. Yeah. I was why is say, loneliness? Sorry. <laughs> well, this is a great question, and I know we've all talked about it, and it, it's a huge topic. And even in .NET magazine, and I'm sure they say this every year, but it said 2014 is the year that everyone's going to go freelance. And it's you know, it's it sounds so dreamy and so good, but at the end of the day, if it's so great, why aren't we doing it? Um, I guess it's another good one to go around and, and get people's personal opinions on it. So I, I have a very simple theory on this. Yeah. I, I think that if if you're able to do work in your own time, then then absolutely do it. And then if you're in a position where the work you're doing in your own time is dominating your normal job, then maybe some maybe now you're in a position to do that. But un, until that point, probably not. Yeah, right. that's 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 my start, and that's that's when I'll start thinking about it. If yeah. if if I if I'm getting a, a regular stream of, of freelance things coming up and. And now I'm struggling to to juggle it with my uh, with my day job. Yeah. Then uh, you know that's a position that I really love to think I'll be in one day, and I really hope so. So yeah. Um, I know it's a delicate question because some of us are employed, and we have to care what we say, I guess. But uh, Fraser, what's your uh, feeling on the matter? Um, basically, the reason I don't freelance full time is because I'm lazy. Um, and, <laughs> and if if I'm deadly honest, that that's 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 
what it is. And I don't like the idea of of having to go out and, and look for work. I'm a, I'm a awful, I'm an awful salesman, I think. Um, so uh, I don't think I'd be very good at go. Or I know I wouldn't be any good at going out, and I wouldn't be interested in going out looking for work. I'm I'm more than happy sitting there. Someone puts a plate of work in front of me, and I sit there and and knock it out, and and then go home at the end of the day. And yeah, and I, I really enjoy it that way. And I also enjoy the the kind of the camaraderie of, of going into an office with with your workmates and or working together on a on a similar project. Which obviously there's the situations where that could be the case in in freelance, but but I, I do like the office environment and I do enjoy even the routine of I have to be here at nine o'clock and I have to be here till at least five five thirty and then it kind of I don't know I think I maybe just need that 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 regime in my life to to keep me sane to be honest. I can hear someone typing. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, because it's great now, because I've got the headphones on. I hear everything. It's really weird. Um, I, I, I'll go, I can go next. Uh, the freelance stuff, I, I thought it was lovely. It's a dream job in a sense. You know, you're doing what you love. You can work your hours you want. With me, I find I work too much, which is kind of funny. But it's just my thing is that I just get hooked on something or, and you know, I just keep doing it and stuff. And I kind of need um, people around and stuff. You know, I, I love Skype because I can talk to people and stuff and that's great. But I do miss being not being in an office, you know, being in an office environment and stuff. Because that kind of thing, you know, just that going up, waking up in the morning and stuff at a set time, that yeah. routine. I do enjoy that kind of. And I could see myself doing freelance stuff on the side again, but I don't think I'll do it full time. Um, because I just, I, I prefer the routine and I suppose I, it's probably just me, you know, I, I'm just not good at routine, making my own routine. How about you, Mickey? Is he still there? Have we, have we lost Mickey? Uh, no, I just that completely be- forgot that I had my microphone on mute. So, uh, awkward. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is awkward. Uh, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, I should mention at this point that, um, that Ed Bray has done the biggest freelance project out of all of us. And uh, I won't go into details now because he might not want me to. But, but um, yeah, he, perhaps maybe he will. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it was Facebook. It was Facebook too. You know, the ladies love it. That's why I'm yeah. a player. <laughs> but maybe he'll blog about his experience he'll love me for saying that but maybe he will because we're running out of time but um yeah for me personally uh it's something that i'd love to do but it's, when you're working for someone at the end of the day as stressful as your project is you have no ownership of that project no liability it's your boss who takes all that when when you leave the office, you leave your work at the office, and See, I do like that. I do um, like that responsibility. You know, like saying kind of, you know, you do the best you can, but you haven't got the worry and the fear, and that's the one thing about having a big project: it's the fear that things are going to break. At, yes. You know, nine o'clock on a Friday evening, you're out with your mates, you get the phone call, and you end up having to completely ditch it all, and you're there sitting on your computer all night and exactly. you, know, you, you get money for it, but it's not. I don't think it's worth it in some cases. I really don't. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the real, the real world is uh, is a is is a serious place, and uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah the, the bills have to come first. Yeah, and, and, and security and and knowing that paychecks coming in. A hundred percent. So and, you know, just to sum up, I'm not saying don't do it. It's it's a great thing, and some people it works out really well. But just make sure you thought about it. And I mean, definitely to start off with, I would recommend working for an agency or a company and getting that experience first, and then seeing. And I think Lewis is right. I think if you can get to a point where you've got enough work that you could comfortably leave your company one day and 
start freelance the next day. That's the ideal situation if you can do it. But anyway, we have come past the hour mark. So I'm sorry, uh, Richard, we've not covered all your points, but just to rapidly fire through three uh, remaining things you talked about is some of the things you'd like to see in the podcast is comparing server-side scripting languages. You've mentioned a few like Python, PHP, Ruby. Yes, we're definitely going to do that. We'll schedule it in at some point, but that is definitely on our agenda. Um, you said you'd like to hear more about CMS systems and how That's we... That's a whole show's it. worth, that one, isn't it? Even um, maybe a couple. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a huge topic. So we, we will be covering that, definitely. That's going to be on our list. And you also mentioned about security, which is a really interesting one. Um, and, you know, when's the right times to use HTTPS and that kind of stuff. I can't wait to do talk about that. I've got a cool, <laughs> couple of cool points on that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go through that another... I'd be, yeah, I'd be interested in hearing all that because my security is something that oh. I, I do need to kind of swat up on. Same, same, absolutely. So, yeah, we definitely cover all those topics. And, and again, thanks for your feedback. We really appreciate it. So uh, we're going to have to wrap it up there, but thanks for listening. And uh, and we'll be back next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Oh, bye. bye.